the Montana trip. Mm -hmm. That was a big trip for me because it was a leap of faith. It was taking a leap of faith. I had just come back from Tucson, was doing a lot of soul searching in Tucson and Arizona. It was after the holidays, 2020. It didn't really difficult, man. End of 2020 was super difficult, as I'm sure many people can relate to. I took this trip to go see my dad out in Arizona. I was on top of a mountain doing the, the thing about hot boxing. <laughs> I look up, there's two hawks swirling around. It must be 6,000 feet above sea level, way up there doing that video coming to some sense of clarity in myself about the entire hot boxing trip feeling a lot of gratitude for it finding my way towards forgiveness for whatever i felt i deserved coming out of that or how i felt the the i don't know I, I can't even really call it negotiations, but whatever the discussions were, were that were happening around that as it relates to the business side of things. And I came back and felt like I had gotten a lot of clarity. I'd come back to earth a little bit after the difficulty end of 2020 and getting clear, going to the desert, getting some space really. I came back and it must have been the next week. I get this message and it's from this guy, Mike. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, he's got like 300,000 followers. That's cool. And he just tells me, hey, man, I'm a huge fan of the show. Been a huge fan of you. I think it's bullshit what's going on. The show can't happen without you. I'm up here in Montana recording a bunch of music. I do a podcast. I'd love to have you out. I'll fly you up here. Come and do the pod. Tell your story. Let me know. Immediately, I said, yeah, dude, that's amazing. Thank you. I'd love to do that. And it was, it was barely a thought. I, was, I thought, we're going to drive. We're going to make it a road trip. And he offered to fly me up there. I said, no, we're going to, we're going to fucking drive. And the drive turned out to be a fucking odyssey. Don't try to drive from California to Montana between the months of January and March. Just don't do it. Take it from me. You're going to hit some weather. That's going to blow your fucking mind. It's going to be beyond anything you've ever realized is possible. Drove through two blizzards. It took about three days. <laughs> Drove through two whiteout blizzards. Could not see. It was on faith. God had to literally take the wheel. I was with my dude, Alon, who was really the director and editor genius behind Hot Boxing. That's right. And he filmed the whole thing. And... Uh, he would drive i would drive when he was driving we're driving through this the first blizzard i i was just praying the entire time i was just praying to god god get us to our destination safely 
And the whole thing was this God experience. The first night, our plan was to drive from LA to Salt Lake City, which is a hefty ride. But I felt like we could do it. We hit this snowstorm about three hours outside of Vegas as coming through Utah. And we still had six hours to go to Salt Lake. And the snow is coming up. People are pulling off. I'm thinking to myself, dude, if we pull off here, we're not getting back going. We are in a tiny BMW. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, we're going to freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. The video's on YouTube. You can check it out. It, it catches some of the essence of it. Didn't really catch. We, because we couldn't have the camera rolling for parts of it. It was just, it, it was, it was real. And this idea just came in. It was so, it was just so surrendering to the moment. I said, you know what? Checked Airbnb. I had a bar of reception. I find an Airbnb that's like an hour away. Less than that. It, it must have been, it was 30 miles away from where we were. It was the next town. And I find an Airbnb, check us in, get us in. It took us two hours to go 30 miles. We were, we had to drift behind an 18 wheeler who would cut grooves in the icy snow for our tires to ride in going about 15 miles an hour praying the whole way <laughs> we finally get there and it was it was the most intense experience of my life get there i'm so high on adrenaline and hormones it it was as if we had just done a 12 hour plant medicine ceremony and get there the next day clear weather we get to idaho falls idaho beautiful little american town i highly recommend road trips just don't do them in the winter <laughs> you see america in a way that is so beautiful and so spectacular and you meet people and you realize the true gift of humanity because we've been conditioned too through movies and television and this weird us versus them ideology like when you go to a strange place you're going to meet strange people who are going to want to fucking kill you and eat you and do all sorts of things to you yeah deliverance the hills have eyes you name it. I've got another story about that when my brother and I were driving from Jacksonville to Tucson and we were stopped through Texas and we hit this gas station at about 6.30 in the morning outside of San Antonio and it was a shack in the middle of nowhere. Must have been 150 miles from anything. I got out of the car. I said to my brother, if I'm not back in 10 minutes, just get out of here. <laughs> and I walk in. It, it looked like the place from The Hills Have Eyes. If you've seen the remake. Shack in the middle of nowhere. I walk in there. There's just an old guy reading a newspaper, sipping his coffee. 
I go and grab a coffee. I'm getting pumping gas outside. I take it up there. He's like, hey, man, that's that's 69 cents. I said, all I got is my card. He's like, take it. Just gave me the coffee for free. And in the moment, it was just all of this weird fear and assumption and expectation about being in this strange place in a strange land with people I don't know, it was erased because this guy's humanity just shined through. I have no idea who he is, what his name was. He just gave me a cup of coffee. It was just a tiny gesture, but it removed all of that fear and bullshit. I was like, oh, what an incredible lesson. So anyway, back to the Montana trip. We get to Idaho Falls, have dinner. It's it's wonderful. People are cheery. You know, Midwesterners, nothing like them. Just down home, hearty, good-natured people. Have dinner. Oh, where are y'all from? Oh, we drove from LA. They're like, really? Wow. <laughs> it blew their minds. Had a great dinner, steak dinner at this restaurant that we found. I, I wish I could tell you the name. Shout out to them. They did a beautiful job. Idaho Falls, really cute little town. The next day, we get back on the road. There's a fucking another blizzard, dude. <laughs> this time, it's not in the middle of the night, though. It starts. We're driving, and we start to see snow falling, and we get to this point. And it's a whiteout, dude. It's a fucking whiteout. Can't see the road where the road and the edge meet. Can't see where the road, the land, the sky diverge. It's just white. Pull up. There's a cop car with his lights flashing on the side of the road. We pull up next to him and we're like, hey, man, are we good? He's like, yeah, just keep going just keep going we say okay and we just kept going white on faith on god that's all that was carrying us we just took the signs as they came we keep driving it's so white the wind is swirling you don't know which way is right which way is left what's up what's down it was as if we're in a fucking washing machine. And we just keep, kept driving. I don't even know how we were. We could faintly make out the line in the middle of the road. Faintly. Just barely. Because the wind would blow enough so that we could see the black of the road and then the white line. It was just enough. And finally, we keep driving, we keep driving, we keep driving, and all of a sudden the sky opens up and we come through this mist and it's just sunny, blue skies, open, mountains. We've, we've made it into Montana. And so the journey in and of itself was this complete spiritual odyssey of trust and faith and taking the leap of faith into the unknown. And finally, we get there. And Mike and his boys, it's like they've been on vacation for the last two weeks. <laughs> and they welcome us with open arms. They've got this whole ranch rented out. Mike's recording his music, doing his thing. Incredible crew of people. He's got John and Doggo and Blue and just 
incredible guys, great human beings. And we ended up spending three to five days with them, recorded a handful of podcasts. And it was just a very important thing of taking the leap of faith into the unknown, finding over and over again how much the universe is in control and taking care of us. Because then we get there and it's just nothing but love and Eb, we're so happy to have you. Alon, you're a fucking genius. How could you ever have come up with what you did with hotboxing and the black and white and the cutting and the editing? It's what we look at. You're our guru. <laughs> from a technical standpoint and then from a, a content standpoint. And when I came back, it was it was yet another example of tuning to that vibration of truth and tuning to that vibration of surrounding yourself, surrendering to the moment, being willing to take the leap of faith, being immersed in love and, and how many people have you met in your life, man, who tell you, why are you doing that? You can't do that. That's not possible. Why would you ever think you can do that? How often are we met with that? Why do we spend time around those people? I literally, and it's taken a long time. I don't know who those people are anymore because I don't spend time around them. If I come into contact with a person who's telling me how I should be doing something or what I should be doing or why am I not doing that? Or why am I spending time with those people? I literally lose them. I lose them. I don't have time to fucking talk to you about any of that. Those are people who are trapped in their own shit. And they're literally trying to drag you down into their level of functioning. Because that's where they exist. They exist in a plane of why, how could you, I better, it should be, all of the things. And the more and more you spend time around the people who lift you up, it's that simple. Who lifts you up? You know who they are. Spend time around those people. Find those people. Make your life about being with those people. And it's not about finding yourself or putting yourself into an echo chamber around people who just agree with you all the time. It's about being around people who fucking lift you up and you lift them up. Challenge you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's more than that, you know, because we want to be challenged, but we also want to be surrounded by people who recognize our greatness without us even doing anything. And the challenge is in, sorry, Justin, not to, I, I think you're right. No, you, I follow. But we you need though. to be specific. Mm -hmm. The challenge is in holding you to the standard of you living in your highest greatness. That's the challenge that we hold each other to. No, and that's, I'm glad you point that out because it can get conflated with challenging you to live a way that they want you to live. Right. You know, 
I'm good with the motivational speakers, but that's not always that, that message, that style of message, that style of communication doesn't always resonate with me. There's a guy who's really interesting. You probably know who he is. He's this older gentleman. He always wears a suit and he's always yelling at people about what little bitches they are and how they need to radically change how they live to make more money or to live a certain life. I can't remember his name. There's a lot of those assholes online. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always interesting to me these types of people because they're yelling at you about doing x y or z or not working hard enough or not putting enough in enough time as if that's the answer and it's just not always the answer and if you were really happy and fulfilled with what you're doing why are you yelling at people You know, because everything you are, you're projecting into the world. Everything that you are inside, that's your projection. That's the only thing you can project out there. So if you're really angry and unfulfilled and fucking pissed off, that's what you're going to project. If you're actually free, because to me, the whole game is about getting free right? That's my next book, Getting Free. We're all on this journey to get free from our conditioning, from our limiting beliefs, from the mind chaos. We're just getting free. That's the game. And once you get free, you are just emanating love and freeness into the world because you don't care anymore. Your well-being is not dependent on any external factor or how somebody else perceives you. Whole other podcast to be done on that. Because mm. there are numerous groups and ideologies that are claiming to be about freedom and getting free, and yet they are running through the proverbial crowd with sledgehammers and maces trying to prove to everyone that they're right and that everyone else needs to get on board to acknowledge them a certain way it's like that's not i thought the whole mission was getting free you guys are doing this and you're getting free but that's not what your actions are saying does that make sense it definitely does the journey is always better than the destination, right? And so ah, totally, man. Maybe an overused phrase, but I don't think you can overuse it enough because it's you're you're telling me about that trip and it's just like <clears throat> to your point, you could have been so stressed out about the weather, you know, <laughs> just uh, any of that, right? But to take it for what it is and regain perspective, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else, but I can tell you Um, in full seriousness that that conversation that we had of you coming out of that and then the subsequent even slight shift in my mindset I look at that as a a, one of a handful of pretty pivotal moments that I was able to harness for whatever reason timing 
What happened for you? What shifted for you after that conversation? I think for me, it was trying to be more authentic. Mm. I think, you know, I came into that conversation with you. We had had a podcast before Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really happy with myself and how I handled the conversation. I felt Mm. like, I felt like I was like, okay, I have to, I need to elevate myself. This guy, he's a former football player, you know, he's on hot boxing. He, and I, I came away with it and I'm like, okay, great. I have a podcast to put out, uh-huh. but it's, I didn't get anything out of that for me. Like I, I had a conversation that was very scripted and surface level. And um, I kind of was, I got off of that and I was like, man, I need to definitely make sure I talk with him again. When I had that conversation with you, I, I went into it with like no notes. I went into it with uh, just, I want to have a conversation with Eben and maybe I'll never even put this out. I don't know. I just, I want to go and talk with him. Mm. And you were sharing that you went out there and it's funny you bring up that it was kind of a leap of faith for you because for me, I was like, man, this is kind of interesting for him. I didn't know all the backstory with hot boxing at the time. And so in a roundabout way, it humanized you to me. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, not to blow your head up, Evan, but you were like this mythological thing. You, know, you were, you were certainly one of the more successful, well-known people that I spoke to on here, mm. but seeing everything that happened on hot boxing and speaking with you about going out to Montana at the time, I was like, okay, he's just a regular dude to your point earlier. Right. It's like, He's facing these same challenges. He's trying to figure out where he's going with his podcast. You know, his platform was just taken from him. Like all these things in my mind. And as I'm thinking it, I'm like, he's just plowing ahead. He's just going to keep going. (laughs) And he actually seems way more free and real than he even did the first time. Uh And it, it really, it did encourage me to try to find that, and it's an ongoing and it'll probably yeah. be ongoing forever, but that shifted me. I look even, it's funny. I'll look at social media and just from a 30,000 foot view, you see a hard line drawn in the sand, like a nuclear mm. bomb went off at this point in time. And there's a certain mineral that kind of lines the earth. And we can see that geologically, this is different. I can step back and look at so many things in my life from that point forward and see that I've, approached a lot of things differently i love that dude i love that reflection that's what it is man that's what it is we try to be we're trying so hard to make it perfect and to fucking do it right and to show everybody how fucking big and tough and smart and all the shit that we think we have to be why don't we just spend some time being fucking human? Mm-hmm. Ramdas, one of my favorite all-time lines from Ramdas. And I can never remember if it was his guru, Neem Karoli Baba, saying this to him or his his spirit guide manual, who he refers to a handful of times. But the conversation went like this. It was them talking to him. And they said, Ramdas, you're spending so much time trying to be holy. Why don't you spend some time trying to be human? 
And it's just like, dude, if I, if I have any goal with anything I'm doing, it is to set people free in their humanness. Like, we're going to fuck up, man. You're going to fuck up. You're going to fuck up. It's not going to look good all the time. It looks like shit for me a lot. It has in the past. <laughs> all I can do now, all I can do, the only thing I can do is every moment, every opportunity I get, make the decision that is most in line, most in integrity with my heart and my soul. If I'm making a decision from here, we're fucked. Because that means it's about the ego. It's about my identity. It's about what I think this thing's going to bring me or all that stuff. And that becomes inauthentic. That's the inauthenticity. Because the mind can only function in what it knows. The logical, the rational, what it's experienced, what it's seen, heard, and perceived. I heard this thing the other day where I, I follow this, this dude, Source Messages. Unbelievable. Got to check that out. Source Messages. And every time it's just as if this dude is speaking directly to me. And he said this thing about how when you don't know when you surrender to the truth of yourself, of your heart and your soul, and you start to move from that place, it can be scary because your mind wants to make the journey about or through the prism of the blueprint laid down by somebody else. Who around you have you met? What celebrities have you seen who have done it similarly? And what, what was their blueprint for success? And the trick is, fuck that. You are setting a new blueprint because you are totally unique. Your genetic makeup, your skills and talents, your strengths, your weaknesses... It's all perfectly designed for you to do it a totally new way. And you got to have courage to do that. But when you do that, and you, you just, you set your foundation, that's for me, man, like the social media influencer shit, this wellness shit, the podcasting stuff. There's a million traps for me to fall into. And there have been, I got to be this guy. I got to do it like this. I'm a, I'm a wellness influencer. I'm a podcaster. I got to do it like this. And anytime I found myself doing that, shed that skin, get rid of that shit. Nope. Because the only thing that matters is me constantly speaking from the center of my being in total alignment and in total integrity with my heart. And that might be in conflict with something 
Always. Right? I mean, it's, yeah. Always, dude. So I decided I can't do that. I will never do that. My foundation, my identity, my brand is going to be built on integrity. And maybe that means it's a fucking house of cards. Because the whole thing is can fall at any moment. The moment I realize that that statement or that idea or that belief is totally untrue based on where I'm at now in my journey. And when you make it about that, dude, you become fucking invincible. When you're willing to be wrong, you're willing to just keep shedding the skins and cleaning the fucking crystal. When you make it about integrity and truth, doesn't matter, dude. Doesn't matter. Because the world sees it and you feel it. Doesn't matter. Like what brands are tied to you. The universe recognizes it. All humanity recognizes it because everybody goes, that dude is just crystal clear. It's a great place to end it. Here we go. One thing we didn't talk about, you've got a book that's out. Yeah. Writing a new book. I mean, Jesus, man, let's enjoy the the success of the first one. (laughs) I know. Because I've actually, hold on one second, because I don't know if you get like a little ding on here, but I've been meaning to do this and I was going to do it earlier and I'm like, I won't get it in time. But um I should have mine July 8th. So for anybody that doesn't know, Ebb and Flow. The Ebb and Flow, basic tools to transform your life. And um, I, I felt compelled to put out a, the cornerstone of my ethos. And even flipping through this now, I realize some things I've evolved and, and shifted and transformed out of, into, let go of. But basically, this is a book for the beginner, the expert. Everyone will get something out of this. It's my life journey from childhood through the NFL, how I emerged from that, from football, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically destroyed, and the tools I use to put myself back together. Um, it's very simple. I wanted to create something that was hyper accessible, that someone could read and in real time, start implementing these tools into their daily practice. Make it as simple, as, effor- as affordable as possible. Most of the stuff in here doesn't cost you any money other than the food. I say it in there, other than the food you'll want to be purchasing. But everything is, is something that's totally available to you right now. You don't need anything. And... For me, this was, this is and was the process by which I go about keeping this crystal clear. 
keeping the prism polished so that I can have a clear vehicle so that I can be as mentally and emotionally available to myself as possible and to live life in a in a vibration of joy and happiness and embracing challenge seeing challenge and adversity as opportunity not difficulty it's always going to be hard man life is fucking hard as fuck sorry if you think it wants if you're listening to this and you think it's supposed to be easy or it's going to get better man i'll tell you what it life never ceases to amaze me of how deep and painful it can be you need friction to keep a car on the road though amen brother amen that's amen that's part of the deal and that doesn't mean we fucking give up or shut it down or quit this thing occurred to me i i know this has been said this is probably a complete cliche but most people quit right at the moment man when it's all about to change that's my biggest fear dude just keep going that's Mike's thing. Just I keep just, going. He's going to say, right? Yeah, there we go. Just keep going, baby. Just keep going, man. When you think you're, you're totally over it, you're exhausted, you're overwhelmed. Just breathe. Maybe take a day off. Learn how to rest. Because it's a long haul, man. This thing's a marathon. And if you just stay in it one moment longer, you never know. That fucking tide's going to turn. The thing comes through, the check clears, the fucking whole thing changes, and your life is completely different. Stay in it. Stay in it. You know, that's another thing. This whole thing is paradoxes. Because it's also about not being delusional. Mm -hmm. And that is really about when you're stuck in your head. Delusion only rests in the mind. Delusion doesn't exist in the heart space in your gut instinct. It just doesn't. You know? Delusion is part of the cleansing of the prism. You know, whatever that means. You've got an idea about what you want to do, but it's built on some egocentric principle. Becoming famous, getting money, sexual desire. Those I feel like that trinity, let's call it the devil's trinity. Mm. Because they are illusions. And that will lead you down this road of delusion and inauthenticity. Dis disingenuous life. If you feel compelled, my life dream is to be an actor to be a performer amazing that can be totally true but understand what are your motivations is it because your fucking heart sings and your whole body vibrates when you're on stage performing yes that's a yes if you're doing it to get famous and make money might not be the right path just as a small example you know what i mean but so this book, 
I just wanted to put it on on paper. It literally came out of me. I mean, and and talking about you know the next book, I only say that because it's starting to to percolate in my in my sphere here. About this is, dude. I I know nothing. I know nothing. I've made myself available to God and the universe to just use me as a vehicle, as a messenger. That's it. You know, this is just. This isn't anything new. This is just, this is what comes, this is available to us through the fucking ether, the trees, the birds, each other. This information is existing and it's coming forward because we need it. I'm glad you're the vessel. I'm, Thanks, brother. I'm, or one of them, I should say. I, There's I a lot of good ones out there. There you are. You too, man. But you know what? There's there's a lot of good ones and half joking, but f- in full seriousness, there's also not a lot of good ones that when I'm having a bad day or my, I'll flip this, when my brother's having a bad day, you know, I think you've, I don't know, you may have met one of my brothers, but my young, I have a brother that lives out in LA. He's in the cannabis space. And uh-huh. he, he loves Evan, right? So he's, he'll call me up and he's having a shitty day. And I'll just go into a proverbial impression, which I'll, I'll never do in front of you. And he knows exactly Please. who it is, you know, you know, it'll be like, breathe in that amazing air. And oh. I can't even do it. I'm not going to do it any justice right now, bro. But so those moments, <clears throat> I can take him from being like, so frustrated. And, and it's like, kind of, well, I'd ju- love to hang out with him. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll definitely connect you. He's yeah. uh, he and Joshua are pretty close, actually. Dope, um, man. Yeah, he's he's a good, good dude. Um, you'll get along with Joey quite well. I but, believe it. Yeah, it's you know, it's you've you've become that uh, that person. And like I said, I'll go back and listen to our podcast often. I listen to yours, even though you're not doing it, I go back and listen to things. And our relationship, like I said, it inspires me. It's connected me with people. Dr. Hart. I've got connected through you. It's just so many different people, man, have left an imp- imprint on my life. And I hope I can, you know, have even a remnant of that effect on anybody else. So I appreciate it a ton. This was, uh, it's been a great journey and hopefully it continues. Definitely brother. Definitely, man. I appreciate you so much, Justin. Love everything you do. You live in Pennsylvania. I do. I'm uh, just North of Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, Sometime when I'm over that way, I'll be sure to hit you up. Or when you're in LA, definitely hit me up. I'd love without, to hang. Without question, I will certainly do that. And let's not let it be uh, this another long. year. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, dude. Thanks for having me on. I always love spending time with you. Anytime, anytime. Good luck with everything. God bless. And till next time. Yes, sir.